Section 4 of The World War. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World Story, Volume 15. The World War. Edited by Horatio W. Dresser. Section 4. Why did Germany invade Belgium? By S.S. McClure. It would have seemed to a detached and well-informed observer on August the 1st, 1914, that the invasion of Belgium by Germany would surely cause England to go to war. The negotiations of 1912, in which Lord Haldale was so active, revealed very definitely England's views as to the neutrality of Belgium. Also, when the Franco-Prussian War broke out in 1870, her Majesty Queen Victoria's government sent an identical question to the Emperor of France and to the King of Prussia, as to whether or not either would violate the neutrality of Belgium. Later, the British government made an identical treaty with each of the two belligerents. All the world knew that it would be very difficult for the most pacific government to keep England out of a war that involved the violation of Belgium's neutrality. But could Britain keep out of the war, even if Belgium were not in question? Hardly. War breaks out. Great Britain, during the years of naval competition with Germany, had massed nearly all her navy in the North Sea. France, had undertaken to make good in the Mediterranean the withdrawal of England's warships from thence, and, in return, England had agreed to protect the northern coasts of France, which France had denuded when she massed her naval armaments in the Mediterranean. Further, public opinion in England would not let England stand aside while France was being crushed. The moment that war should break out, Germany would endeavor to hinder France's export and import trade. In a month or two, England must have come in. No one can doubt this, who remembers the diplomatic events of the last two years and a half between the United States and Germany. If England were sure to enter the war in any event, what would be the chances of her coming in early if Belgium were invaded? And even if she came in immediately, would not the advantages of attacking France through Belgium greatly outweigh the benefit to France of Britain's immediately entering the war? The genuine surprise of von Bettmann-Holweg, and in fact of the masses of the German people, shows that Germany did not count on the immediate entrance of Great Britain into the war. Civil war in Ireland seemed certain. Further, even should England immediately enter the war, it could make but slight difference. From a military standpoint, England was almost as negligible as the United States. What would a hundred thousand troops signify in a contest in which millions would be engaged on each side? The advantages to Germany, on the other hand, of an advance through Belgium, would be incalculable. First, she could probably in less than six weeks envelope the armies of France and capture Paris. With her knowledge of the military situation and of the armaments of Germany and France, nothing was more absolutely certain to Germany than that her armies would be in Paris by the middle of September. 
and any student of the war today, with the knowledge then available to the Germans, would regard their belief as absolutely sound. The great plan of the German general staff was simplicity itself. Germany's military forces would be placed on the Franco-German frontier in sufficient numbers to protect against invasion and occupy the bulk of the French military forces. Meanwhile, an overwhelming army of over a million of the best-equipped soldiers in the world would sweep through Belgium, drive the French forces west and south, envelope them, achieve a cedent on a colossal scale, and take Paris at its leisure. But by invading France through Belgium, Germany did more than win in battle. Modern warfare requires munitions on a gigantic scale. Modern war is a war of metallurgy. Nearly all the iron and coal mines of France and three-fourths of her steel mills are in the northeast. When Germany entrenched after the Battle of the Marne, she controlled most of the mineral resources, and hence most of the raw materials, of France. The war was won if France could not get materials by sea, and there was the submarine. The enormous increase in Germany's resources and the starvation of France's industries rendered France absolutely unable to manufacture munitions, the more so as more than a third of all her manufacturing plants were in Germany's possession. Further, the crops raised in the part of France occupied by the German armies are not applied to the needs of the inhabitants. They are taken by the German government. When I was in Mannheim, in April 1916, I was told by Herr Hirsch, president of the Corn Exchange, that he had a day or two before dealt with 1,000 tons of wheat shipped from French territory occupied by the Germans. Iron ore from the French mines is mined far in excess of the consumption of the mills and is stored up in Germany. The forests are cut down and the lumber shipped to Germany. It is estimated by the French government that it will require two and a half billion dollars to restore the parts of France occupied by the German army. This does not include the loss to France from the exploitation of her mines of iron ore and coal, nor from the destruction of her forests. The eastern frontier of France runs through the middle of the Lorraine iron deposits, and nine-tenths of the metallurgical industries of the whole of France are concentrated in the Brie Basin, just across the frontier from Germany. If, the Germans argued, the Brie Basin was seized at the beginning of the war, the French would have lost more than a battle, because they would be deprived of the means of recuperation, and the Germans, on their part, would have gained a victory without a morrow. By invading Belgium, Germany secured immeasurable advantages, incalculable because she at once increased her coal and iron resources so that her production was enormously increased, and most important of all, she crippled France at the very source for the manufacture of munitions. But this was not all. She stripped the Belgian and French mills and factories of all raw materials as well as of all useful machinery. Belgium and occupied France have thus been a source of great strength to Germany, at less than no expense. 
End of section 4. This recording is in the public domain. Read by Ezwa in Belgium in July 2021.